to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're reviewing 1997 Starship Troopers, directed by Paul Verhoeven, starring Casper Van Dien and Denise Richards and a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. But before that, let's get into what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Uh, yet another German movie. Uh, it was this one was uh, surprise, yeah, surprise. Geez, I'm, I'm living in, in, in another <laughs> place now. I, I, this was Run Lola Run, directed by Tom Tickver. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a probably a more popular. I, I've heard film. of this one. Yes, okay. exactly. It's Good. been seen by a lot of people. I I had seen it only once back in 2000 or something like that, so I wanted to rewatch it. Um, but it's it's a movie that's kind of a stunt film where they, they tell the same story a handful of times from different uh, perspectives and stuff. Um, it stars Franca Potenta, and it's really good stuff. And if you just you know want to be entertained by a, a kind of a short movie, then uh, you know check it out. All right, sweet. Mm-hmm. I continued my trip down Oscar memory lane, and I checked out Sunset Boulevard from 1950. Okay. Had never seen this one before. Ah. Finally ticked it off the list. It, it, it was not a disappointment. No. This is a great film that everyone should watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're a film buff or a casual film watcher, this is a great film noir from the 50s that really shines. It's an all-time favorite. Yeah, it's great. It was nominated for 11 Oscars. It won three of them. Mm -hmm. has William Holden and Gloria Swanson, uh, and she gives a dynamite performance as kind of a crazy washed-up actress. Yes. Keeping William Holden a kind of prisoner in in her mansion. Yeah. Uh And uh, I won't give it away or anything. Just go watch it, man. It's good. It's great. It's a classic. I will give one thing away. It's got a funeral for a pet chimp. Yeah, you know, so it, that that's going on. I, I David Lynch probably likes this movie because <laughs> right. it, it's that's kind of it's com, kind of weird in spots. Oh, it is, yeah, <laughs> which right. is great. Um, so now let's move back into the '90s here and <laughs> let's talk about Starship Troopers. Dave, give a synopsis, please. Sure. Uh, well, the movie is very loosely based on the novel by Robert Henline, and it's one of the most Verhoeven of Verhoeven movies, and like the. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Mankind has like perfected space travel and now we colonize other planets and with all of our enemies now being giant alien insects, everything in the culture according to this film is like sort of colored by fear-mongering government propaganda, like promoting right-wing militarism and mm-hmm. like reactionary violence. And um, you know, it's a it's a satire. This movie the, the whole thing yeah. is a satire. Yeah. Um and we're going to get into uh, you know, how effective it is, which is quite yeah, it is quite effective, so much so that when it was released, people didn't think of it as a satire. They thought of it as a disgusting uh, Nazi movie Yeah, with generic space cowboy plot, you know? Exactly. Space marine plot. Yes. Uh, which it is on the top, <laughs> but really, it's not. It's it, not. It is biting social satire Absolutely. at its finest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's the most effective satire you can get because I mean, like like you said, a, a portion of the audience doesn't fully pick up on it, right? You know, um, and to many people, this is like both regular moviegoers and critics um, who don't get it. They it's 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 just like you said, it's just an action movie where people shoot at bugs. But right. and I, I remember the TV spot even being just just clips of like the bug battles with like blur. Yeah. You know, in the background. Exa- that's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember that uh-huh. because my buddy and I were going to, we wanted to go see Scream and we were like <laughs> 16 or 17 or something like that. And yeah. It's rated R. So we had to get our tickets from our parents and they, they didn't want to buy us Scream tickets because it might have nudity. <laughs> so they recommended we go to Starship Troopers. <laughs> 
<laughs> and unfortunately for us, we said, no, we're just going to play Sega. And, uh... <laughs> oh, shit, dude. So you missed out on Scream and Starship Troopers? Yep. yep. Oh, well, okay. Well, you made up for it Yeah, later. I think we played some Sonic or something. Okay. So that was good. <laughs> um... I mean, the movie got, like, some decent reviews when it was released, but, like, critical acclaim has been better to it in the ensuing years. Right, looking back on it. Yes. Definitely. And, like you, we've said, it's it's a, a fun space marine mm-hmm. kill the aliens movie. Right. Uh, it's that, and it's also got the social stuff. So on both, both levels, I think it's a pretty great movie. Yes. And t- with the two of those together, I mean, it's... It's got stuff to think about. Yep, and it's a good time. Oh man, yeah, because yeah, you you can enjoy it on any level. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just want to watch an action movie and and just that's all you get out of it, which is fine, that you can do that. But if you uh, pick up on what they're doing early on, um, you, you're just sort of like uh, really amused throughout the whole thing of of what they're doing. And um, I, Callum Marsh of the Atlantic wrote a lengthy feature on this movie back in 2013, you know, talking about like just comparing it to the best satire and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in literature of all time. Um, and it's weird, too, because the satire is actually missing from the book. Um, yeah. Did you mention the book? Yes. OK, I, I yeah. forgot. Um, and like the book is just is is kind of the same story, except it's all like sort of deadly serious and. Um, like Johnny Rico is just doing these things and, right. and like his motivations in the movie are the same as in the book, but it's not played for laughs. Right. Um, so is the book a satire or just a cautionary tale? It's just, it, it, I don't, well, that's the thing. People don't know. People back then didn't know if it was a cautionary okay. tale. They thought that Robert Henlein was actually promoting these ideas okay. of like fascistic militarism. Right, right. Like the world of this movie is pretend Hitler won, yes, basically. Yes. And took over the world. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the world these people are living right. in. Right. And it's a hundred years down the line after that. Mm-hmm. So that's the norm. You're going right. to high school and living in a world where that is the normal society. Yep. And you have no idea about anything else. It's all you know, so that's what you do. And it's a weird kind of society in that it is completely um like government run, but everything looks kind of sanitized. So yeah. you, you actually go around thinking that you're free, but but you're you're clearly not. Right. These people are doing things they think by free will, but it's really that's that's the way the system is designed yes. uh, for these kids to do things like right. find their career. Right. Uh, it's all militaristic stuff, really. Yes. It, they even say in there, you either have to go in the army or you have money. That's the only two right. things. That can allow you to become a citizen, quote unquote. Yes. They never really explain what the, a citizen is or means, but it's just like, it's your duty to become a citizen and you can vote. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. You can vote in this society, I'm sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think that what I take it from it is if you, you don't become a citizen unless you join the resistance. Like unless you join the army, okay, you know? right, yeah, and that that's what that's, that's what, what gives it is, you the, but... the, the right to vote, and and like you said, yeah, you're voting in in what is clearly, I mean, we never <laughs> we never see who's ever behind all this, but we right. know that you know the Fuhrer is behind all this, and um, it, it's <laughs> right. or whatever the modern day version of it would be, the futuristic version, um, <laughs> and you know, and it, it's weird because it appears that this world like is has this is a, a world in a, I say a world, it's a planet in which all of Earth is kind of under one government. Right, yeah, there's a one-world government. Yes. Ran out of Geneva, I believe, is where, is, is where that, it's Okay, yeah. Because that's where they have the military right. press conference or that's whatever true. the right. heck they do. And it's all kind of Americanized, and it makes sense in a way because like, if, if, this, if such a society did overtake this planet, I have a feeling that America would be the leading force, 
and like everything would become sort of homogenized to America's will. Um, <laughs> that's and and it's it, in fact it's the only thing that makes it makes this this cast believable is Argentinians. Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> God. they're from Buenos Aires. Yes. And these guys are California stone totally. cut I mean, soldiers, man. Uh, yes. And babes. Oh man. These I beach know. babes. Man, just beefcake and babes all over the place. And and that that you're just you're 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 churned out that way. Which is I think that's that casting decision is part of the satire. You know, because these dude. are good looking people <laughs> doing sexy and dangerous things. <laughs> yes. And and dude, I mean, I've always thought we, we've always talked about how Paul Verhoeven has been secretly one of the smartest directors in movies. I think he's a genius. So, so do I. And the the problem is that some of his movies are like actively hateful and misogynistic, like Basic Instinct and yeah. you know Showgirls in particular. But I blame Joe Esterhaus for that. Um, but when he's on, I mean, his technique is as recognizable as any of the best auteurs. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you know, there are elements of, of this kind of, of the satire we're talking about in both Total Recall and RoboCop. Yes. Um, and I, I, but I feel that this Starship Troopers is his best Hollywood movie. I would watch Total Recall over it. Oh, you would? Okay. I, I would. I, I just have a, a place in my heart for Total Recall. I, I do too. Yeah. Uh, but this is definitely up there with the likes of that and right. RoboCop. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than RoboCop. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I think it's superior to RoboCop. And I think that, like you said, the casting choice of like putting. The, these pretty people in the, in this role and then probably coaching them to play it straight. Like, like th- there is no yeah. winking going on. Like, like Casper Van Dien and Dina Meyer and Denise Richards and Patrick Muldoon, mm-hmm. they're all just like playing it. Like th- they're being as emotional as they can. They're kind of being even melodramatic in places. Yeah. Um, and it's so good. It's, it's really effective. And mm-hmm. it's, and it, what makes it, the only way to make effective satire is to do it that way is to play it straight. That's right. You can't try to manufacture the satire. No. It has to come from someplace real. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to work. We, we talked about it before, too, with, like, remember in Boogie Nights when, like, how Julianne Moore is so good in that porno scene? Yeah, yeah. It's because she's not, like, winking at you. She's just doing right. that porn dialogue. She is doing a real scene, yes. which is what makes it funny. Yes. She's just <laughs> going for it, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, and also I just want to say a couple more things about Paul Verhoeven. Um, if, if you want to see what he was up to before he came to Hollywood, you check out Flesh and Blood, uh, The Fourth Man, or Turkish Delight. Uh, these were all made in his native Holland, and they all star Rutger Hauer. Um, nice. Yeah. The, the, Rutger Hauer and Paul Verhoeven are kind of like Scorsese and De Niro in yeah. Holland. Yep. Uh, they made like eight films together. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Jeez. He was his guy. Um, and he also stated uh, on... That, that that this that he's partially commenting on Nazi occupation of Holland during World War II, which of course he was born into. Right, right. Um, and that uh, I guess we can just get into it now. That cold open propaganda um, that begins the film. Yeah, the propaganda is great. It's basically like TV commercials. Yep. With propaganda being spoon fed down your throat. That's right, dude. It's it is some crazy shit. And <laughs> you wanted to mention um, who who is it? Lena. Uh, Lenny. Lenny um, Riefenstahl. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And. She's the one responsible for all the Nazi propaganda. <laughs> yes. There I mean, if you go back and like just just watch any of Riefenstahl's work, um it doesn't look like Starship Troopers, but it it's got the same tone only it's like really telling you this. Mm-hmm. Um and if you go back and look at anything that Goebbels did uh for for the Nazi party, I mean, this is what it was and and this is like what Johnny Rico and his 
classmates are doing is the Hitler Youth. Yeah. Um, they're they're in service of the fatherland. Um, in this case, it's planet Earth rather than, instead of Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Down to where they play like totalitarian football. Yeah. I mean that that weird game they're playing. It's it's yeah. like yeah, that's that's messed up football. It's weird. <laughs> Yes. It's like, have you ever seen the cartoon it's The Mutant football. League? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> From the early yeah, 90s, of I believe. Yes. The Mutant League. This is the football they're playing. Right. It's got like this metal ball. Um, and they're doing like like triple backspring oh, yeah, flips. Yeah. And, and it's no holds barred. No holds barred, yeah. yeah. And by the way, it's co-ed. It is. Which is amazing. It is. And and that's that's, that's the thing Verhoeven does very well. Though. He does, and and I'd I'd like to say too that that we, we I guess we have to touch on it is that like despite the um I guess the Nazified society that, that that these people are living in, one thing that has been overcome apparently is race and gender. Exactly. I was thinking about that on the way home today. Right. I was thinking, are there black people in this movie? There are, and they're treated equally. Yes. Like, I was thinking, well, if they're in a society like this, there's not going to be any people who aren't white. Right. But but they are, and they're totally mm-hmm. integrated. There's no differences. It's no all, one even points it out at yeah, all. All-inclusive Nazism. Yeah, and there's, there's co-ed showers. The and co-ed like, showers, by the way. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I know. Yes. That, that, how could that even fly, though? I don't like, know. I don't, even I don't in this... Know. Idyllic Nazi society. <laughs> I don't think it would work. Well, I, I, I guess if, I mean, we, we we know that sex exists in this in in the society, right? So yeah, it, it, it you really couldn't pull that off. Um, but they do in this movie. They just like pretend it's oh, just. Part I guess of the there's scene. no sexual abuse anymore. I guess so. I mean, if 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 they have uh, homogenized you know society down to like down to where where nobody even has any evil thoughts. I mean, right. yeah, it's it's just and it's just happening. He did this in RoboCop also. That, that yes. they share the co-ed locker room and everything. They do. Like right, it's just something he does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> every world he creates, every dystopian or terrible future world he creates. Is peaceful with sex and race, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, and I, I we we should say that like apparently I I, I read this. Um, Paul Verhoeven shot that scene in the nude. Oh, he was nude yes. to make people yes more comfortable. They only would do it apparently, but they said okay, well you got to be naked too, and he agreed to it. Well, now his style is pretty unorthodox. Oh uh, yes, he's he's he will do anything to get oh, the scene right. Yeah, yeah, he will. In fact, I mean, like, and and he, he that's that's one of the hallmarks of all of his movies is just like he just goes for it. And of course, many of his films have been, um, you know, like he's had to do battle with the ratings board a million times. Yeah, I I don't know how many have been X rated. Yes, or basic instinct. I mean, or was Showgirls yeah. got NC seventeen? He just went with that. Yeah, one, right. Just said, fuck it. I remember yeah. asking my mom what that meant because of the, <laughs> okay. the commercial for Showgirls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and um, I don't remember what you said. But it was, <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's man. fine, dude. <laughs> uh, I mean, all, all the officers, of course, in the movie, they, they I mean, I, I guess I guess we can kind of just get into the whole the, the, the plot of the film. The basic spine of the plot is that like Johnny Rico is um, Casper Van Dien's character and he is um, him and several of his classmates, including Neil Patrick Harris and, and uh, Denise Richards, who he is romantically uh, linked to. They're all graduating and they're all going to go into become citizens. Right. Um, and there's also Dizzy, who is uh, Dina Meyer's character, who is uh, who is carrying a torch for Rico. Yeah, uh, and she joins up the infantry with him to be closer to him. Of course, 
Yeah, and uh, you know, and Johnny's got his head up his ass because he doesn't find Dina Meyer attractive, apparently. Which is what is wrong with this I have man? No, clue. I will take her over Denise Richards. Everybody feels that way. I, and, she's and, awesome, and she's amazing because she's amazing. She kicks ass. Uh, she's good at that football. Uh, whatever. She's the captain, I think. Yes, or the QB at <laughs> she's least. <laughs> she's better than. Uh, she's as good as Patrick Muldoon and Johnny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Yeah, Patrick Muldoon, man. I love him in this movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. He is so good. I know. Him and his Harrison Ford face. <laughs> he is right. He plays Xander. He's he comes in and he he's part of one of the dual love triangles yeah. going on here, yeah. which is great. I, I think that's awesome writing that in. Yeah. It's not in the book. It, right. They wrote all this in oh, the yeah. screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember the guy's name. Edward Edward Newmeyer is mm-hmm. the screenwriter. What a great job he did. Yes. Um, and he makes a cameo in the movie. There's a during the propaganda, he's being sentenced to execution or something because he didn't close the door. I don't know what he did. <laughs> but it's something really stupid like that. <laughs> right. That's the screenwriter there being sentenced <laughs> to death. <laughs> for yeah, for these minimal crimes. And in that right. way, I guess it's like Singapore kind of. Like where it's just <laughs> like the, you know, you throw a piece of gum on the ground and you're executed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but Dizzy is great. Yes. And she, she comes in, and when Denise Richards decides to dump Casper Van Dien, then she moves in. Yes. Which has, she's been waiting for her whole life. Yes. And um, it, it really kind of sucks for her because she's kind of like crapped on the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And then when she finally does get what she was after, which is Johnny Rico, um, she gets, you know, stabbed in the chest by, by a bug's talon. Which is... Every time I see this movie, I'm like, oh, God, no. Why does Dizzy have to die? She has to die. I know. Uh, great great device for the movie. Sure. Breaks your heart every time. Absolutely, man. Can't. Oh, come on. Because you, you want her to win. I cheer for her. <laughs> I'm cheering for her more than any of these other characters. Yes, because she's the most sympathetic character. She is. And these characters, you do like them. Right. But in real life... You would not really like these people. They're, no. They're kind of brainwashed dicks. No, they're douchey California bros, most of them. <laughs> right. You know, and, and I mean, I, I and even for Saved by the Bell fans, like Patrick Muldoon plays the exact same character in this movie that he does in that show. He's like the tall, handsome dude making time with the hero's love interest. Did you know that on the set, they were calling it Melrose Space? <laughs> Because of all the extras and everyone, everyone was a guest spot on Melrose Place. Of course, so dude. They right. called it Melrose Space. <laughs> and I think I think Denise Richards was on 90210 as well. I, yeah, I she don't know. Was, uh, yeah, she. I, I don't know. I think she had a spot I, on there. I yeah. never really was into that show too much. Oh, okay. I'd seen a few episodes, but it was on when I was in high school, so I was totally. Yeah, my my girl. I almost said my girlfriend, my stepsister. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Whoa. <laughs> She watched it all the time, so uh-huh, I okay. caught some of it. Sure. Nah. It wasn't my jam. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, did you notice that Dale Dye makes an appearance in this film? Da- who's Dale Dye? He was the technical advisor in Platoon. Um, the guy who trained all the... Uh... Yes, I did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, looking looking like a Nazi. He's having an excellent time in his Nazi finery. Yep. Um, yeah, he looked like he was uh, very militant. Yes, yes. <laughs> Right down to they even have like they, they they okay I mean when I'm talking about Nazi stuff here I mean they they go as far as they everybody is just dressed take the swastikas oh, off yeah. of the off of the uniforms and you have the Nazis you're wearing Nazi uniforms right basically Neil Patrick Harris has a black gray coat on a great coat mm-hmm. um and it's he he looks like Adolf Eichmann with that like aviator cap on yep. yeah mm-hmm. he is a yeah he's a dictator yep totally he should be and he's got like mind powers yes yes and. 
I love that about this movie. How uh, some people on some humans have these mind powers yeah. now randomly. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's not like they're they're mutants on Mars, you right? Know, right. Yeah, recall, it's just but, this thing that some some have it. Yeah, they just have it now. But um, he uses it to communicate at the end of the movie with the the mother brain bug or yes, whatever. Yes, the brain and, bug, right? The great thing about this movie is all these people are single-minded and one-tracked that it's just kill, kill, kill. Humans are the best. Yeah. You can't tell us what to do. And no one learns anything at the end of this movie. No. They catch the brain bug, and the big thing he says is, it's scared of us. It's right. afraid. Right. And everyone's like, yeah, fuck aliens. Like, Yeah. You just sit there. You're like, really? It's... That's what you think? That's the end of this movie? It's so scary. And dude. that is... The nail in the coffin of mm-hmm. this allegory for Nazism, man. It's right. just like, oh, yeah. no, we're not learning anything. Fuck you. You're different than me. And it's it's an allegory for contemporary America. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, a lot of this xenophobic of course, stuff going on. Yeah. Right. We hate everything that isn't just like us. Yeah, if it's, it's not in a cheeseburger or a dollar menu, uh, we don't want it. <laughs> That's right. Kill it dead. <laughs> I mean... I know. I mean, and poor Michael Ironside gets ripped in half, which is spectacular. <laughs> yes, he gets like eaten by a tremor. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> exactly. One that of guy the... loses more limbs than oh any other God. actor. Oh my God! Paul Verhoeven just likes to draw and quarter Michael Ironside. It's it's so sad. I posted an article on the Facebook page about that a long time ago. <laughs> I found something that's like the the many dismemberments of Michael Ironside. <laughs> yes, it, it was a pretty good read. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I liked his character in that, like, you know, he first makes an appearance in the movie as, like, the uh, one of the teachers in high school. Yeah, he's, like, a, a teacher. Yeah. And he's got, like, an injured arm or something. Um, yeah, he's missing his forearm. Yes. It's been ripped off. Right. And then he's, like, when, when Johnny, uh, or when, when Casper Van Dien and the other classmates, they, they all, like, join up in the infantry and they kind of get into it. They get a new commanding officer, and when you know it, it's Michael Ironside. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could see it coming. Yeah. But you're like, oh, yeah. Yes. That's who I want <laughs> In charge. Right. And I mean, dude, I will, every time Michael Ironside makes an appearance in a movie, I just am like, oh. you know, yes. like, it's just good. It's just, everything it's is It's a right. good feeling. Yes. It, it just can't be, it can't not be a pretty good movie without Michael Ironside in it. You know, you just know you're in for something good. Yep. He, he always gives a great performance. All right. You know what? I will beg to differ. The next Karate Kid is terrible, <laughs> but, but he's, he's great but in he's it. But he's the Best part, yeah. right? You, you you can watch his scenes, you yep. know. I mean, and he's always playing. A, I mean, like this is the only time I've ever seen him play. Well, I guess Top Gun. He's kind of a good guy, um, but like, and he's playing the same character as Next Karate Kid. You know, totally <laughs> yes, fucking is. Exactly. You know, it's just in this one he's got a good heart, <laughs> and he lets his guys drink beer and and play that uh, that that weird Nazi football. Right, like he's in charge of like an ROTC yes, school or exactly. something in, in that mean, movie. Right. And I mean like well, how how on this on this bug and they're planet They're trying to beat up Hillary Swank for some reason. <laughs> right. It makes no sense. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, 16 dudes against Hillary Swank. What the hell is going on oh, in that movie? Man, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah, they're going to the bug planet like you said. Yeah, and and I mean, well I guess first of all, how do you even have any R and R when you're on this bug planet? Like, okay. how, do you, how do you have a night of fun? Yeah, how do they throw a kager I don't after know. their first battle? I mean, how, where is there? That, wh- that's there's no no man's land on that's this bug planet. The biggest planet? flaw in this movie. <laughs> it literally is. Yeah, I it wrote is. it down. I was like, this makes no sense yeah. on any level. No, no, because you're it's, not you're not fighting the Viet Cong. This is your it, first time landing on the planet. It is. Yes, and they are hanging out. 
at night after <laughs> fighting thousands of these things, and half their forces are destroyed. And they just throw a kegger and start having sex and playing football and neon green violins. I know. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Jake Busey is in this movie, everybody. Teeth and all. <laughs> he just, I know. He plays Ace Levy. <laughs> and he can play the violin, man. He's pretty good. Ace Levy, by the yeah. way. <laughs> That's a... Jesus. Um, <laughs> the names are crazy. I know. I know. Johnny Rico. Uh, Carmen Ibanez. Carmen Ibanez. I mean. Yep. Uh, well, D- Dizzy Flores. Yes. Yep. Well, those are all the, that's all the Buenos Aires, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like, and I mean, I, 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 I can't remember what Neil Patrick Harris is. It's Carl, I think. Car- <laughs> Carl's all I know. Yes. Yeah. It's just Carl. He's like, he's, he's got, uh, he's got scary powers and, uh, and like, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't go in the infantry or into the shuttle command thing with the others. He's immediately given like officers training because he has these, right. Uh, he has the power. He goes into right. like tactical ops or something. It's yes. called, I don't, I don't know. Something like that. Um, and he's, uh, you know. He's going to rule the world someday, obviously. He's in charge of a great force. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he promotes Johnny Rico after Michael Ironside's death. He does. Makes him lieutenant yep. of, the, of the command. Yep. Um, so they have this battle at the end with the big bug, <laughs> with, the, with the brain bug. Yep. And Johnny Rico threatens it with a nuke. Um, that's like they have like portable nukes. It's the size of a lightsaber, and and I mean, <laughs> and the bug like immediately recognizes it, and like you said earlier, uh-huh. it's scared of it. But that's not before the bug sucks Patrick Muldoon's brain out of his head. This is quite a scene. Yes, uh, because this bug, it's like a giant slug yeah. that's carried around by other bugs, right? And its face is like a tarantula's face mm-hmm. with like a vagina on it. Yeah. Um, in yeah. fact, they even like they even pixelate its face uh, at the end in a propaganda movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know. Well, they shove like a chainsaw in its right. vagina face. Right. Right. Um, that's part of the the satire, the propaganda. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think they pixelize it. The big black bar comes up and says oh, censor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, okay, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, it it transmogrifies it. I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you know the the but the but the 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 bug eventually is is sort of defeated by Neil Patrick Harris's mind powers and and it's going to it's going to be captured they're going to study its habits and everything and mm-hmm. like like you said about the ending the movie ends with a big celebration of we're the best and humans are going to conquer the rest of the galaxy I right. guess yeah and not in any kind of Verhoeven it's 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 I guess his his like kind of blackest touch in this movie is mm-hmm. is like for one half of his audience giving them like you're giving this ending to a full audience knowing that half of them aren't going to get it. Yeah. Um and that the other half are going to be deeply disturbed, you know, by by this um by this sentiment. Well, yeah, like I said, this is not the ending you expected. No. No. And it's and the other half is going to be like like just sort of cheering along with Johnny Rico. Um mm-hmm. and completely missing the point of what all this was about. Right. I don't know how he does it. Honestly. I don't either. It's great stuff, man. It is. Like, do you know if he wanted to do this movie or if um, Edward Newmyer wrote the script and they worked together? Or, uh, well, he wanted to do it, yes. Okay. Because I mean, I, I think that what happened. Well, from what I read, he tried to read the book. Okay. And he hated it, and he gave it to Ed Newmyer to read. So Ed did, gotcha, and then yeah. wrote the script. And once he, you know, he he knew what it was about, and he knew that he wanted to do sort of a commentary on Nazi Germany. 
uh, without actually making a, a Nazi film. Right. And um, he knew that he could do it because uh, once he saw what the story was about, it was like, okay, this is just a perfect canvas for the ideas that I want to promote. And he did it. And he and it's very effective. And it's also, I mean, like, it's te- it's we, we always talk about, like, CGI being kind of crappy. Right. Yes. I mean, am I crazy or do those bug effects hold up? They're pretty good. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Um, I mean, you can tell they're fake. Yeah, of course. But they don't look bad. No. They look pretty good still to this day. Yes. This is 20 years later almost, mm-hmm. and that's good, man. Like I know. We've, we've done some movies on this show post-1997, and uh, the graphics in those are pretty bad. Oh, yeah. And, dude, they hold up. And the, Now, I, I haven't seen any of the sequels, the oh. straight-to-DVD sequels, which I'm sure suck. The straight-to-video sequels, yeah, they're, they're not Paul Verhoeven films. Uh, apparently, Casper Van Dien is in all of them. Um, yeah, which is fine. Uh, it's what that's else? where his career went. Yeah, man. it just it just sad you know, but true. It is. It, it happens. But the large scale bug battles. There's some of my favorite action sequences in any movie. Yeah, they're pretty good. This you movie know? is heavily drawn from aliens. Yeah, like even the way the commandos look. Of course, like their helmets, mm-hmm. weapons, everything. And right, the actions on the screen. I mean, this is taken from James Cameron's Aliens. Yep. Pretty much. And, mm-hmm. you know, that movie set the bar for countless Marines fighting things <laughs> right. movies after that. Right. So um, it's not a surprise that it's just like that. Well, and I guess it's the hallmark of any good, like, action sci-fi horror or whatever is that, like, you're not bored by these scenes. No, they're very well done action scenes. Right. And, and you're invested in it the whole time. And, like, e- even if you are, like, kind of looking at it with... with, with like the eyes that we're talking about, like in this kind of like, oh, we, we get that it's a parody. You're still kind of affected by the big battles and like, you know, oh my God, is he going to survive? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you want them to conquer the bug that they're fighting. Right. Um, and this movie, you really can't count on anything no. uh, being predictable. No. Besides Michael Ironside showing up to lead them, <laughs> but that's it. And getting something chopped even off. Even the Kanger, man. You can't even count on that. That's like, <laughs> why the fuck? No one would think to do that. No, no, dude. No way. <laughs> yeah. I like when they... um try to defend that stronghold against the onslaught of bugs. Right. That Mormon colony or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like they mentioned it somewhere, like a Mormon (laughs) colony moved there (laughs) and it just shows everyone slaughtered. I'm assuming that's the same spot, but man. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I wouldn't move there. (laughs) And I mean, (laughs) you know, I, 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 the, though the bugs are like our enemies, um, it's it's obvious that that just like the colonists that we criticized in the Ghost in the Darkness episode, mm-hmm. um, man has only himself to blame for the atrocities that the bugs inflict on him in this film. Yeah, um, they're they just you, so. Uh, do they say why the bugs are after us? Is it well apparently. Because we've because Earth has sort of been conquered, we've now like we need more worlds to conquer. Okay. Um, and the bugs also it's hinted at that, that that we instigated whatever conflict is going on. Yeah, I I never could figure out why this because is we're just, going on. It's just yeah, we're we're trying to get resources from other planets. Yeah. And, okay. Well, the bugs are like, well, that's our stuff, you know. Right. And, but we're taking it because we're you know. And then humans. they start shooting like asteroids towards Earth to crash into it. And, yes. And stuff like that. Right. So we take that. You know, like, we're going to go, we're going to mess you up, bugs. Right. And whatever government is in charge of, of this society is like, oh, awesome. Another war. Finally. Right. We can, we can. Yeah, we can't fight each other. Right. Exactly. We, we need to get some of these beautiful people killed. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? Let's go. Denise Richards isn't going to kill herself. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yet. <laughs> right. Brenda Strong isn't going to, you know, like, uh, you know, ah, God, I. 
when she turned up as the as the uh, as like the shuttle commander to like train uh-huh. uh, Denise Richards, I remember the first time I saw it, just be like like why is Brenda Strong in this movie? <laughs> you know? Just because. Exactly. Man. Okay, there she is. More beautiful people. In sure, this movie, right, dude. exactly. No matter what age, everybody's everybody looks great. Yep. Another cameo in this movie. Not even a cameo. Just an early role. Dean Norris from Breaking Bad. <sighs> yeah. Hank Schrader himself is yeah. like a commander here. And right. It is awesome. <laughs> you see him. Yes. Oh my God! Ten years before his defining role. Like, yes, it's it's amazing. And that beer gut's not there yet. It's getting no, it's there, not, but exactly. it's not he's, there. He's kind of trim, right? Yeah. And I guess he's technically a Verhoeven favorite. He's one of the Verhoeven stable. He is was in he? Total Recall as well. That's right. He's the guy with the the face. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Tony. Tony. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Tony sacrifices himself for the cause, man. Yes, he does. Tony's a good mutant. Yeah. He's a good man. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I mean, like, I don't know, it's, it's, we're, we're just Verhoeven fans, so we're, we're kind of just enjoying his sense of humor in this right. movie. Because we've seen it a handful of times now, we, we can do that on rewatchings. And if, if mm-hmm. you just, if you haven't seen the movie already, and you just want to see it for kind of what it is, this, this like big, you know, kind of dumb action movie, then you can enjoy it on that level. But if you then rewatch it a bunch of times, every time you rewatch it, you're going to appreciate more and more what Paul Verhoeven was up to with right. this. You catch more stuff. Yes. You know what? I just remembered something. Mm-hmm. I don't have it with me, but I got you a gift for this episode. You got me a gift? Because your birthday's coming up. Oh, well, thanks, dude. I guess I'll just have to tell you what it is instead of surprise you on the air. Lay it on me. It's a collection of Starship Troopers trading cards in a binder. <laughs> oh, my God. I got it from a flea market in Alabama. I was not expecting I've my day to end like this. I've been sitting on this for six months, oh. and uh, it's finally coming. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, you, a flea market in Alabama, no less. Yeah. Wow. So, happy birthday, Dave. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll post some pictures on, online we of sure these as hell trading will. cards. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pissed at myself because it's sitting downstairs. God. Oh, wow. I got an Surprise. Ace Levy rookie card. Oh, yeah, definitely. Make condition. <laughs> I'm sure from that flea market, <laughs> things Holy are quality shit. down there. <laughs> um, and I, I also <laughs> want to say that, like, um, you know, I said that this is Verhoeven's best Hollywood movie. Um, j- just just to, for all the like just kind of movie snobs out there. His actual best movie uh, was one that he made when he went back to Holland. It's called Black Book. Okay. Um, and that one is a real movie about Nazis, and there's no satire in it. Okay. Um, it stars Carissa Van Houten. Um, she's currently playing Melisandre in Game of Thrones, and it's a fantastic movie. That, that like it was it was a big sensation at Cannes and uh, and you know the Berlin Film Festival and everything mm-hmm. when it came out. Yeah. Um, and it's probably the most mature film he's ever made. I mean, we're we're talking about Total Recall and RoboCop and Starship Troopers as being really good movies. But um, this one was like him being totally serious about what he went through, what his family went through right. know, during the Nazi occupation. Yeah. It's his Schindler's List. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. Awesome. Um, do you got anything else in this movie? I'm, uh, no. I'm, I'm ex- I exhausted my resources here. I might need to go uh, attack some other planets and <laughs> get some more. <laughs> yes, I need some spices <laughs> elsewhere. Yes. I'll attack some other movies. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So would you recommend this movie? Yes. Uh, I would recommend Starship Troopers. Uh, and, I, and I'd recommend all the movies that Paul Verhoeven has made. Um, and even Basic Instinct and Showgirls. Go see them just once just to see what, about what Hollow you know. Man? 
Yeah, see Hollow Man. Okay. Yeah, why not? All right, just yeah. do them all. Right. Get, get, get <laughs> Go through his whole filmography and see the ones he made before he came to America with him and Rutger Hauer. Um, oh, man. Yeah, because th- th- that's good, good stuff. I'll take a Rutger Hauer movie any day. Any day of the week. I know, dude. Him right. and Ironside, man. <laughs> Both of them. Right. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend this too, man. It's cool. it's it's smart satire, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a really good time. I mean, even if you don't catch the satire, it's a fun action movie. Yes. Totally watch this, man. Right. Totally watch this. Right. So that about wraps up the show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, like it, rate it, review it, all that stuff. But most of all, share it. You can listen to us on any other podcatcher, too, if you hate iTunes like I do. Mm-hmm. Or go to dudesonmovies.com and find everything you need right there. Yep. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we've been, like, getting a lot more love on Facebook lately. Yeah. Uh, with good, you know, people liking the page and stuff. So, uh, you know, help us out there. And um, we also have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com, just to drop us a line about movies anytime you like. Right. And that's very important because get ready for this, folks. Dudes on Demand is back. Dudes on Demand 2. We're doing listener, yeah, First Blood Part 2. Right. We're doing a listener <laughs> request month in June. So right. that's five listener requests that we can fit in. Right. So get on the Facebook page, Twitter, email, mm-hmm. any of those methods, and tell us what movie you would like us to do. It's not a first come, first serve, but right. we will uh, consider everything given to us. So yep. get on that, folks, and tell your friends. And if, 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 you, if your request doesn't make it onto the Dudes on Demand slate in June, that doesn't mean it's not going to be done at some point. Right. Um, just just hang out and you know stick with us. And, and if we if you were like one of the alternates that we really wanted to do, we're gonna, just going to put it in our program anyway. Yeah, we'll just do it, man. Yep. All right. So stay tuned next week when we do 1998's Velvet Goldmine, directed by Todd Haynes, starring Ewan McGregor, Jonathan Rhys-Meyers, and Christian Bale. So that's going to be a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. Thanks for listening to Dudes on Movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Dudes on Movies.